This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never Podcast! Welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bromley but joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show and that is of course Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, how are you sir? How was your international break? Another international break? Yeah, that's uh, three we've had so far this season. They're, they're actually quite useful for me because although I enjoy... Uh, preparing and everything, doing the research for the uh, preview show, does give me a little bit of a break having a a week off without doing it. So they've uh, been timed quite well so far this season. Amen to that. Uh, We all love doing fan-led content, but it does definitely uh, feel like it's quite nice when you have a week off and I do get very lazy and I always have to get kicked to get back into it. Producer Matt always pesters me to do none and ever admin when we've got a week off and I never do. I'm always like, nope, I'm having a week off, I'm not doing anything. Um, Well, we're going into the international, we went into the national international break, Dave, with some fantastic results. Our first one of the season and that fantastic away point um, at Chelsea. So the Clarence are riding high at the moment. We're still in the bottom three, but life is certainly looking a little bit rosier than it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, if you look at the results, I think we, we lost to Manchester City. That's our only league defeat in the last six, I think it is. We've obviously drawn games within there and just had the one win. But uh, things are looking up a little bit. Hopefully we can uh, build on that uh, this weekend with a, with a home game. That would be very, very nice. Um, well, before we get into all of that, Dave, we need to obviously get on with the show because we've got some lots of things to tell our listeners. And we're going to start off, of course, by giving everybody the answers to the quiz question which we set for our listeners, which was just before the international break. So, listeners, you've had plenty of opportunity to have a think about this one and submit some answers. The question being, of course, which Birmingham player made his debut for the club in the 3-2 away win at Stamford Bridge in August 2017. Dave, who was that? Well, although it was the start of a brand new season, Burnley didn't have any debutants in the starting eleven for that memorable match at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. But there was one player who had been signed in the summer who came off the bench to make his debut, and that was, the answer, Jonathan Walters. 
Ah, John Walters. Now, I didn't get this one right. It took me by surprise to this particular answer. Uh, did any of our listeners get it right, Dave? Uh, well, we had quite a few wrong answers, as uh, we tend to have, uh, but a couple of our regular quizzes got in touch with the correct answer, and they were Adrian Caton and John Robertson. But well done to, well, obviously well done to them, and well done to anyone else who knew the answer but was too shy to get in touch. Very, very true. And don't do, you know, don't not be shy anymore. Get, get yourselves over here. Get yourselves over here and start submitting answers. We do, we do like to hear them. So don't be shy, people. Now, do stay tuned because we are, of course, going to have another quiz question for you at the end of this particular um, show. So stay tuned and Dave will see what corker he can set us for this week. Premier League head to head. Now, let's move on, Dave, because, of course, we are here for a very good reason. We are here to preview the Clarets' next home game. Away game. Home game. Home game. Um, which is this weekend, where we carry on where we left off and get ourselves uh, back on the scoring sheet and winning form in the Premier League. And it is, of course, Crystal Palace at home, Saturday, the 20th of November. It's 3pm kickoff, and once again, not televised anywhere in the UK. Dave, why don't you kick us off by delving into the history of this fixture with the Premier League meetings? Yeah, well, in six past Premier League meetings between the two teams at Turf Moor, uh, there's yet to be a draw. Uh, Honours are even, as Burnley have won three and Crystal Palace have won three. Uh, Despite taking an early 2-0 lead in the match in January 2015, with goals from Ben Mee and Danny Ings, Palace came back and won 3-2. Uh, with a late winner from Dwight Gale. Uh, Burnley then won the next two. Uh, We snatched a dramatic uh, victory with a a late winner in November 2016. That was through uh, Ashley Barnes in uh, injury time. Um, And then we won by a solitary goal in September 2017, which is going to be the subject of this week's memory match uh, very shortly. Uh, Palace then won their next two visits to Turf Moor. Uh, they were in uh, both in 2019. There was a 3-1 win for them in March of that year, uh, followed by a 2-0 win in November. Uh, going back to the corresponding fixture from last season, though, uh, Burnley won that one thanks to a, a first-half goal from Chris Wood um, in a match which was played behind closed doors almost exactly 12 months ago. That was on the 23rd of November, 2020. Indeed. Memory match! Well, what was that memory match then, Dave? Which one have you picked for our listeners this week? Uh, Well, there were three recent wins to choose from, but we've plumped for the match which took place towards the start of the memorable 2017-2018 season. Uh, Crystal Palace had a horrendous start to 2017-18, and it didn't get any better for them at Turf Moor. Uh, As a wayward back pass from Chung Yong Lee was intercepted by Chris Wood, who was able to advance and place a shot past uh, Wayne Hennessy, who was playing for uh, Palace at the time at the B-hole end, to give Burnley a very early lead in just the third minute. Um, It stayed that way, and I don't think we were in any real danger in that game, but it stayed 1-0, and that result meant that Palace had lost all four of their opening Premier League games that season uh, without even scoring a goal. Um, Ultimately, Frank de Boer, uh, their manager was relieved of his duties and Roy Hodgson was appointed in his, in his place. Uh, they did actually go on to lose their next three games. I think they had some tough fixtures uh, after us, um, but they managed to survive uh, that season. They've stayed in the Premier League uh, ever since. Indeed. On this day! What about what about on this day then? I know you, you would like to highlight what's happened in previous leagues on 
previous years on the date of this specific fixture. What is going on this week? Uh, well, Burnley, uh, we've won six of our previous 17 matches we've played on the 20th of November. Uh, following two draws and one defeat, uh, we registered a couple of comprehensive home wins. Uh, we beat Spurs 5-0, that was in 1926. Uh, that included a George Beale hat-trick. And then there was a 4-0 win over Southampton in 1937, uh, helped by another hat-trick, this time from Jimmy Steen. Uh, Burnley lost the first post-war match on 20th of November. That was uh, a 3-0 loss to Wolves at Molyneux in 1948. And following a 2-2 draw at Sunderland in 1954, we notched the third of our six victories on this date in 1965, uh, as two second-half goals from Andy Lockhead and another from Willie Irvin helped us to come from behind to beat Aston Villa 3-1 at Turf Moor. Uh, between 1968 and 1993, Burnley failed to win any of the five matches played on this date. Uh, we lost twice and then drew the next three. However, in 1994, a match which was televised live by ITV in the Granada and Yorkshire regions saw the Clarets register a 4-2 victory over Sheffield United. Uh, victory number five was a 2-0 home win over Rotherham United. That was in the FA Cup second round in 1999. And our sixth and final win on this date was five years later in 2004, when Robbie Blake scored the only goal in a 1-0 away win over Brighton Hove Albion at the Withdean Stadium. Uh, there's only been one other Burnley match on this date since then, and that was a 1-0 defeat. Uh, that was at Coventry City in 2010. So to summarise, our overall record on the 20th of October is played 17, won 6, drawn 6 and lost 5, with 28 goals for and 20 against. Wow, some stats in there. I can't believe how sporadic those results have been in that particular one. Club Connection! Um, Club Connection now. Now, we have been for the first half of this season anyway, bringing the club connection section on the previous show where we look at the players who spent time at both clubs and focusing on one player in particular. Now, normally, we open it up to you to see which suggestions you would like to us to review. Um, Dave, did we do that this week? Uh, yeah, we didn't do a poll. We just left it uh, open for suggestions and we got a few suggestions. Uh, and based on the suggestions we did have, um, it seemed to be a tale of two goalkeepers. Um, and I couldn't decide between them, so I'm going to try and play to the crowd and feature both of them. Uh, that's Nick McCopolis and Gabor Karai. And they're going to be our featured players, plural, two of them for this week's Club Connection. One player, Dave. One player. One player. Well, I didn't want to disappoint our listeners. Well, you disappoint me every every single week when you go rogue. Roberts goes rogue. Well, I remember, obviously, both of these keepers, and these are definitely a blast from the past. So why don't you go ahead? If you're going to pick two, we might as well let you finish. Go on. What's, what's going on? Yeah, first of all, Nick McCopolis was born in Karditsa in Greece in February 1971. And after beginning his career at Apollon Larissa, he spent eight years at PAOK Thessaloniki before being snapped up by Burnley in 2000. That was just after our uh, promotion. Um, he made his debut in a League Cup match against Crystal Palace, uh, but came to prominence with a stunning performance in a 1-0 away win at Huddersfield Town. He only played in that match as Paul Crichton had been delayed by traffic. 
Uh, in total, he played 93 times for Burnley over the course of three seasons between 2000 and 2003, and also played a handful of games on loan at Crystal Palace. That was in 2002. Um, he also earned 15 caps for his country between 1995 and 2002. And it's fair to say that he was somewhat of a cult hero at Turf Moor, although he did see his erratic side in some heavy defeats in his final season with us. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Gabor Karai was born in Sombathely in Hungary in April 1976. And after starting out playing in Hungary and then in Germany, he was signed by Crystal Palace in 2004. He spent three years in London, but signed for Burnley in May 2007 after his release by Palace. Despite some good performances, he was never fully able to oust Brian Jensen for the number one position. Uh, he's probably best remembered for wearing his trademark grey tracksuit bottoms. Um, he only ever made 29 appearances for Burnley before being released at the end of the 2008-2009 season. Uh, he then returned to Germany with 1860 Munich and also went on to play for Fulham briefly, as well as Halladas in Hungary. He continued to play international football until 2016 and became the oldest player to take part in the Euros when he played for Hungary in Euro 2016. And he also, in total, played 108 times for his country. Of course, there's also a third goalkeeper who's played for both clubs, who wasn't on the list of players that was posted to Twitter, uh, and that's Wayne Hennessy from Burnley's current squad. Um, I update the players at the end of each season, which is why he wasn't on there yet, because he didn't make the uh, his Burnley debut until this season's Carabao Cup game. That's the only game he's played so far where he was the hero in the penalty shootout against Newcastle United. Indeed, 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 indeed. Um, well, that obviously brings us um, to the end of the first half of the show, which we've already looked at some of the history surrounding this fixture, but it's time to return to the present. Dave, why don't you bring us right back up to date, starting with our scouting report. Scouting report! Yeah, 45-year-old Patrick Vieira took over from Roy Hodgson at Selhurst Park over the summer. Uh, he's someone who has plenty of Premier League experience on the playing side. And although he spent several seasons in a development role at Manchester City before taking charge of New York City FC in the MLS and then at Nice in League One in France, this is the first time he's managed in England. Um, in the most recent transfer window, Palace brought in 25-year-old Danish central defender Joachim Andersen, who had been on loan at Fulham last season from parent club Lyon. They also signed 23-year-old striker Odson Edouard, uh, who'd been prolific for Celtic in the SPL. Um, as well as bringing in Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea, Palace also signed 21-year-old central defender Mark Gerhi from Chelsea on a permanent basis. Uh, Palace have played with a 4-3-3 formation for the majority of the season to date. In their most recent Premier League game at home to Wolves, they had uh, Gaeta in goal, uh, new signings Anderson and Gerhi in central defence. Uh, they were flanked by Joel Ward on the right and Tyrick Mitchell on the left. Uh, Czech Koyati was in defensive midfield role with James MacArthur and Conor Gallagher just in front. And their front three consists of Christian Benteke leading the line, supported by Wilfred Zahar and Odson Edouard. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Joachim Anderson is a doubt. Um, and Eberichi Eze, uh, one of their younger stars going through, he's still short on match fitness. Uh, Will Hughes may come back into contention. Uh, 21 year old midfielder Connor Gallagher is one to watch this weekend on loan from Chelsea and having made his full debut for England uh, during the international break. He's far and away Crystal Palace's highest 
FPL point scorer so far this season. He leads the way with 62 from Wilfred Zahar, who's on 48, with goalkeeper Vincente Gaeta just behind on 43. As a comparison, Matt Lowton still leads the way as Burnley's highest FPL point scorer this season with 38. Okay, Dave, referee, who is the man in the middle, please? Who are we going to be having as our official this week? Uh, Well, Swindon-based official, that's 39-year-old Simon Hooper, will be back in charge of a Burnley match this Saturday. Um, I'm not sure why, but he didn't referee any of our games last season. Uh, The last time he refereed a Burnley game was for a 1-0 win, and that was at Crystal Palace in June 2020. If you remember in that game, Ben Mee scored the only goal in a fix which took place behind closed doors towards the end of the 2019-20 season, which was uh, part of Project uh, Restart. Um, In total, Burnley have won eight, drawn two and lost two of the previous 12 games he's taken charge of, which is uh, certainly one of the better records out there when you compare it with some of his uh, colleagues. Um, He's also tended to keep his red cards in his pocket and hasn't sent any players off in those previous 12 matches. Uh, The video assistant referee this Saturday will be Graham Scott. Excellent. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Um, Well, I know you don't want to leave it there, Dave, because I know you like to treat our listeners. So why don't you dive straight, dive, delve, delve, I think it is, isn't it? Delve deep into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Uh, Well, over the past couple of games, we've been able to put an end to a couple of unwanted and long-running stats, both in terms of Burnley's long wait for a home league win, which we achieved against Brentford, uh, as well as that unusually long wait for a sub to score a goal in a Premier League match, which thankfully ended when Matty Vidra scored the equaliser at Chelsea before the international break. So on to something new, and we're now 11 games into this Premier League season and just three Burnley players have played every minute of every league game to date. They are goalkeeper Nick Pope, as well as defenders James Tarkovsky and Matt Lowton. However, James Tarkovsky is one of three players who are just one Premier League yellow card away from a suspension, the other two being Ashley Westwood and Josh Brownhill. Uh, Players need to reach game week 19, which is the set of matches uh, taking place on Boxing Day, without picking up a fifth yellow card, if they are to avoid a one-match suspension. Excellent. Um, I feel, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot, Dave, but I pricked my ears up a little bit on that, because I feel like that might be quite an unusual stat for us, because we, I would have thought that at this stage in the season we'd have had more than three players who've played every league minute of every game. That feels like it's quite low. Um, I think, sorry, there's others who've played every game, but not necessarily played the full 90 minutes. So no, I think Dwight yes, that's Neil, what I mean. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's like, I would have expected that figure to be more, and I wonder if it has been more in previous seasons, because we don't, we just don't have that bigger rotation of players. Does, am I, I, don't, I probably didn't make that point very clear, but I just, I, I expected that figure to be bigger than three. Yeah, I think we've got likes of Ben Mee having um, yeah. uh, been out, and you know, it it it, it, it perhaps yeah, we, we maybe had four four or five in previous seasons. We've been yeah. a little bit disjointed, but I think we've got the bulk of the squad fit, which is um, good going forward. Certainly in this uh, run up to Christmas. 
Yeah, definitely. Anyway, just pricked my thought up to that. I was just like, oh, that, that's quite unusual. Um, how are you feeling about the game then, Dave? Obviously, we're a little bit buoyed by some better performances and some results going our way. Um, Palace is not going to be, by any stretch of the imagination, an easy game. They are flying high this season and actually look pretty impressive. Um, but we are at home um, and we are flying high in confidence. So how are you feeling about this one? Um, I think we've got to go in with some confidence. As we say, we've had the uh, couple of really good results prior to the international break, uh, getting that first victory and then getting a really good point uh, away at Chelsea as well. And even the games before that as well, obviously we, we lost to Man City, not as uh, heavily as we had done in previous seasons. We'd had other draws in there as as well, good good uh, uh, draw at Leicester. Um, so I think we've got to have some confidence, particularly with it being a home game. But it, you're, you're right, it won't be easy. Palace have had a... A decent start to the season, a new manager bounce perhaps coming in, uh, some new signings gelling into the side and they've um, they've done really well. So um, we'll have to be um, on our guard and, and hopefully if we can put in the same sort of performance we did against Brentford, um, then we'll be confident we can get a, a positive result on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you see us winning then or do you think we're going to think we're going to have a... A draw again. I know I like to always ask you these questions. I don't know how you're going to react. I'm going to go for a narrow victory. I think we're going to win 1-0. Excellent. And I would like to point out as well that last previous show, the Chelsea game, I got the prediction right. I said it was going to be 1-1. You did. I get it right. I very rarely get it right. Um, I also think we're going to win, but I'm going to be a little bit more goal happy than you are I think I think we're going to win I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet because I just think Palace are quite dangerous but I'm going to say we're going to win 2-1 um, I think Woody's going to score again and I think actually did you see he scored for New Zealand didn't he during the week so his comment he got scored twice didn't he yeah. yeah so he'll be on form which is obviously going to be really good for us and I always predict a Ben Mee header because I just love a Ben Mee header um, so I'm going to go 2-1 Two ones to the Clarets. Um, listeners, let us know what you think your prediction is for the weekend. We want the goal, please. We want goal scorers and we want to know how they've scored. We've had some hilarious responses in our email inbox recently about this one, so do keep them coming. They entertain me and Matt massively during the week. Make me chuckle quite a lot. Um, regular listeners who've sent those funny ones, you know who you are. Um, so keep them coming. You can tweet us at knownandever.net. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page. Or you can email us at previewshow at nonanever.net. Do you want an injury update okay. as well? Oh, well, we've got an injury update. Yes, I was just about to jump into FPL updates then. But yes, please, can we have a, an injury update? Uh, yeah, well, they had the press conference um, uh, Thursday afternoon uh, and we discovered that Aaron Lennon, who'd had uh, illness prior to the international break, he's um, available again. Um, Dale Stevens, although he's played a couple of games in the under-23s, he's still not fully match fit, so he's probably not going to be involved. I think try and get him another uh, game before he gets involved. And the only other news from that was that um, it's probably going to be a late fitness test for Ashley Barnes. Apparently nothing very specific. He's just uh, had a little niggle, so they're going to have a look at him. So that's uh, he's maybe 50-50 for being involved on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I don't anticipate that Ashley Barnes will be paying much of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, contribution for the rest of the season. So I think we're probably going to be all right with that one. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't rule him out because he might have a, a role to play before the end of the season. We shall see. Um, are we done then, Dave? Can I move on to the FPL season? 
You may move on now, yes. Have I missed anything? Excellent. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, listeners, part two of the previous show, we have moved on to... The Nona Never Fantasy Premier League. I'm in a very silly mood tonight, Dave, have you noticed? It's because I've just come back off holiday and I'm really jet-lagged, so I think I'm being a little bit silly. So I think when I listen back to this previous show, there'll be a bit of giddiness from me. Apologies, listeners. Fantasy Premier League update. Um, the Fantasy Premier League, the much-loved, the highly coveted, known and ever Fantasy Premier League has just gone through game week 11 and we have got all of the latest FPL updates for you as well as news as to who's leading the race to become our next Manager of the Month for November. Dave, take us away. We've got a full update, I believe. Uh, we have, yeah. It was a fairly static week towards the top of the table in what was a relatively low-scoring week just before the uh, international break. Um, and at the top of the No Near Never League table, we can bring you news of our current top five. Uh, we have a non-mover in fifth place. That's Jack Toner. Um, and then a climber, a Tall Paul, who uh, done reasonably well in previous seasons. He's worked his way up. He's now in fourth position. Um, in third, second and first, we've got three non-movers, starting with Deck Clark in third place. We've got Andrew Smith in second, and still leading the way at the top is uh, Joe Elliott. Excellent. Tall Paul is somebody who I know well. Um, He's somebody who I play poker with. Um, And I seem to recall a couple of seasons ago, actually, he was very much in the race for top of, of our manager of the year. So I shall be keeping one BDI on his performance. Um. What about uh, the November Manager of the Month? Well, like we've obviously we're well into November. Well, not well into. Yes, we are. We're midway through November. How is the Manager of the Month race looking, Dave? Well, we've just had the one week of November, so uh, leading the way with an impressive eighty-one points is Mark Howarth, uh, and he's just one point ahead of uh, two managers in joint second, who are Tall Paul, who we just mentioned, with eighty points, and Tom Mitchum also with eighty. So. Uh, they'll be hoping they keep that momentum going to try and become our next manager of the month. Excellent. Listeners, we've still not had any claims for the August, September and October manager of the month awards. We've got stickers waiting to post out to you. If you are one of our manager of the month listeners, send us your addresses and we'll get them sent out, please. Um, I don't want to be getting to the end of the season and we've not given any of these stickers out. I'll be very upset. <laughs> People don't like my stickers and I, I think they should do. Um, what about Team None and Ever, Dave? How are we all doing? Uh, well, Adam Dennett was the only one of us, uh, us five, who are in our mini uh, podcasters league, uh, to beat the 42-point average in the last game week. Uh, so that meant he stretched his lead at the top of the uh, podcasters mini league. Uh, George Poole, Leapfrog, Matt Moss into third place. Um, my Burnley Stats team matched the average of 42 points, but slipped to 100th place in the overall known in ever league, despite seeing, staying in second place in our podcasters mini league. Uh, your Dingle Bells team continues to slide uh, no. down another six places, down to 244th <sighs> in the overall No Near Never League, with 35 points in game week 11, and you're still in uh, Wooden Spoon, fifth place in our uh, podcasters mini league. Well, I didn't actually look at my team before I went on holidays. I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to do it straight after recording this podcast, and then we will. Um, I'll be chasing you again next week. I played my wildcard chip this week. I know. I heard this before we started recording. I don't know what that means, but good for you. And I'm going to finish above you this season, so don't get too carried away. Um, 
What about then? What do we do next? We go to game week, uh, team of the week for game week 11. Who should we have selected to maximise our points then, Dave? Right. Well, these 11 players would have earned you 118 points. That's excluding any double captain points or any other bonuses from other chips that you've played. Um, and it's in a 3-5-2 formation. So we had uh, uh, Foster in goal. Uh, we had a back three of Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold and uh, Henry of Brentford. Uh, midfield five were four niles of West Ham. Uh, Connor Gallagher of Crystal Palace, uh, Hayden of Newcastle United, uh, Trossard of Brighton and uh, Harvey Barnes of Leicester City. Uh, and then the two strikers were Timu Puki of Norwich and uh, Armstrong of Southampton. So Adam Armstrong. Uh, so that's the 11 players you should have picked to get the uh, the most points. And although the average point score was just 42, one manager did post 116 points. Uh, that was thanks to them using their bench boost chip um, in game week 11. There you go. There you go. That is exciting. That's very exciting. They're very clever people. I would not have known how to do that. Or lucky. Uh Yes, let's go with Lucky. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to go with Lucky. That's a better one. Um, well, we're going to have another FPL update in our next episode for you, which will be our for our home game against Spurs, which will take place a week on Sunday. So in the meantime, FPL managers, keep it going. Good luck. Use your magic beans and send me some hints and tips. Not you, Adam Dennett, but everybody else. Send me some hints and tips. That'd be great. Thanks. Statman Dave's quiz question. Um, are we going to close out the show this week, Dave, with the quiz question? Now, obviously, you set quite um, a cheeky one before the international break. What have you decided to set our listeners this week? OK, this week's quiz question is, uh, prior to this weekend's match, uh, which current Burnley player is the top scorer in matches against Crystal Palace at Turf Moor in all competitions? Ooh. Tricky, tricky. Prior to this weekend's match, which so you're going to have to get your answers in before Saturday three o'clock. Which Burnley player is the, which current Burnley player is the top scorer in matches against Crystal Palace at Turf Moor in all competitions? How do our listeners submit their answers, Dave? Uh, well, you can get in touch with us to let us know the answer using any of these methods. You can tweet us or send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at no near never. You can send an email to the dedicated uh, email address we've now got set up for the preview show, which is preview show, all one word, at no near never.net. Or you can also reply to the post for this preview show on either the no near never Facebook page or on YouTube. Excellent. Uh, do submit your answers, please. And uh, we will be very much looking forward to. I think I've got a decent educated guess against this one. Um, but I will submit my answer directly after this recording direct to the main man himself. And he usually allows me two or three guesses, although my first answer is whether I get it right or not. But um, usually I end up just, as you would expect, just naming random Burnley players' names because I've got it wrong. Uh, but we will, of course, let you know the correct answer at the start of the next episode. Before we wrap up this episode, Dave, community news. Have we got anything else that we need to share with our listeners? What are we, what are we talking about this week? Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, during the international break, I spoke with photographer Clive Lawrence and former Burnley midfielder John Deary for a No Near Never special. Uh, that was all about the 1991-92 
fourth division title winning season and also the charity calendar that Clive has produced from the photos he took that season. Uh, There was a launch event for the calendar last week which was uh, sadly overshadowed by the news uh, which was was revealed about former Burnley FC defender and captain John Pender who's been diagnosed with MND. Um, As a result of this it's now been decided to split the fundraising three ways for the calendar between the Gary Parkinson Trust and Len John Rose Trust as well as a fund that has been set up to help care for John Pender, who is now wheelchair-bound and requires 24-7 care. Um, Also, as we're back at turf this Saturday afternoon, uh, there'll once again be collection points around the ground for the Burnley FC and the Community Food Bank, who would be very grateful for donations of any of the following items. Uh, They are tinned or dried foods, including soup, cereal and pasta, as well as tea bags, instant coffee or UHT long-life milk. Excellent. Yeah, do please contribute where we can and keep your eye out for Team No No Never. We are going to be helping monitor those food banks um, at some point this season. I do need to get in touch with John. In fact, John Robertson, can you email me in our dedicated John Robertson VIP channel, please? And um, we'll need to get back um, on schedule with getting Team No No Never um, at the ground to help with that, please, because it's a really worthy cause and I know the help. The help is very much appreciated, so please do donate while you can. Um, I believe that's all we've got time for this week, Dave. I think we've covered everything. Uh, my thanks, as ever, go to everybody who has contributed to make this preview show episode, to Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, to producer Matt for editing all of this together and getting it out there, to just the main man himself, Dave Roberts, Statman Dave, who puts in just so much effort to get these stats together and get it out there, despite his claims that he enjoys international break. I know he doesn't. I know he loves this. So thank you, Dave. This this episode is, is amazing and that's all because of you. Um, last but no, by very no means least, of course, you, the listener, for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, the uh, rest of the team will be back on Tuesday with the analysis show where we will be hopefully looking back at the fantastic three points at home to Crystal Palace. And Dave and I will be back next Friday for another episode of the preview show where we will be looking at that home tie against Tottenham Hotspur. Um, take care in the meantime if you've got any comments, suggestions and you know how to get in touch and also check out the known and ever newsletter straight to your inbox on monday if you have not um subscribed to that yet um run by jamie smith and the newsletter team um check out our socials and there will be instructions on how to subscribe to the known and ever newsletter it's a fantastic read and one that i've been enjoying very much every monday um that's everything i've been natalie bromley this has been the preview show brought to you by the known and ever podcast until next time Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.